What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So I'm going to go ahead and just, I mean, today is going to be a, a couple signings and not a bunch, but some trade rumors. We'll just jump right into it. So the first signing is that the Giants have continued to restock their pitching depth. They got right-hander Anthony DeSclafani for a one-year, $6 million deal on Wednesday. So DeSclafani is coming off a pretty rough 2020 campaign. He recorded a 7-2-2 ERA over nine appearances, seven starts for the Reds. But he's only one year removed from logging a 3-8-9 ERA over 31 starts in 2019. So if you look at the full body of work, you know, you realize over his career, he's a pretty solid pitcher. I mean, a 4-2-9 ERA over six major league seasons. So you basically kind of throw out 2020 and be like, well, that's kind of a bit. I mean, you don't throw it out completely because, look, you only got $6 million, but you're hoping that he can be more in line with the pitcher he's been over his career rather than what he showed in 2020. So that probably explains why that there are some performance bonuses in his contract. He gets an additional 250k in performance bonuses for innings pitched, which is pretty good. I mean, it's going to be 62,500 for each 140 innings, 160 innings, 180, and 200 innings. So. That's a t an additional 250K if he, if he reaches 200 innings on the year. But, yeah, I mean, this is another intriguing reclamation project for the Giants. I mean, they've become an attractive destination for free agent starters who are looking to rebuild their value because it's a pitcher-friendly park and they have a well-regarded coaching staff. So that's, I mean... Over the past two years, you've seen guys like Drew Pomerantz, Kevin Gosman, Drew Smiley. They've turned one-year deals in San Francisco into more lucrative contracts and free agency. So that's what Anthony Diaz-Clefani is going to try to do here. He's going to try to have a bounce-back year in SF and see if he can take that off the free agency and get some more long-term security. But, I mean, they're going to be counting on better health from him because he opened 2020 on the injured list. And, you know, he struggled to find his form, as I, as I mentioned earlier. But, you know, they're hoping that if he's healthy, he'll be a lot better this year. The other signing is that the Rays have re-signed Mike Zanino. So the Rays actually, like right after the World Series, they declined their club option, the $4.5 million club option on Mike Zanino. But they have brought him back where he'll get $3 million in guaranteed money. And, you know, they're a bunch of, you know, obviously a bunch of, you know, op there's a it's it's a two million dollar salary and a one million dollar buyout of the club option, so that's three million guaranteed. But he can increase everything up to five million dollars if he appears in eighty games. If he appears in ninety games, he'll make six million dollars, and if he appears in a hundred games, he'll make seven million dollars. Or if he gets traded, he'll make that seven million dollars as well. That's where this tops out as. So it's a base of three, with a cap at seven, and you know it makes sense for Tampa. You know. These incentive-laden deals, it helps them because, you know, if the player lives up to the incentives, then they made a good investment. If not, then, you know, they're not out very much money. It's, this, is, this is peanuts when you really think about it. But for Mike Zunino, he's back with the, with the Rays. And he's a defensive catcher. That's what he is. Um, I mean, he's only ever hit, he's only hit a buck 61 over 373 plate appearances with the Rays. I mean, so he just hasn't hit. His lack of offensive production has been the case for his whole career. I mean, earlier in his career, it seemed that 
he would develop into an offensive first catcher, if anything, because he did hit 90 homers with the Mariners from 2014 to 2018. He had a strong overall 2017 season, but, I mean, he's always posted low batting averages and on base totals, so that detracted from his power and also his loss of strikeouts. But he's a well-respected game caller and handler of pitchers. He's a defensive catcher. Now, that's his identity. So that removes another name from the list of free agent catchers. Obviously, James McCann is off the market as well. JT Riamuto, the top catcher, is still on there. And in rumors... I mean, there, there are some rumblings about the Mets and Rockies making a deal for Nolan Arenado. I mean, the Rockies have said they would like to engage with the Mets on this trade because they don't want to trade Arenado within their division to the Dodgers. So I don't, I don't see the Mets taking this. I mean, the Mets just went out and made two very good signings with Trevor May. And, and um, why am I drawing a blank right now? Who was the other person they just signed? The Mets signed... Trevor May, Don. Oh, James McCann, of course. James McCann, a, a catcher. So they have a lot of room to spend money, but bringing in Noah Arenado isn't necessarily the answer because they have other positions on the field with a more pressing need than third base. I mean, yes, they have J.D. Davis there who can hold it down, and he's not Nolan Arenado, but he's he's good enough compared to you know what they have at let's say center field where they have like nothing. They have like, they don't really have a good center fielder right now or, you know, second base. They can, they need to fill those holes with a lot more urgency than they do third base. So that is, that is going to be that. It's going to do it for today, nice and short. But if you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.